before we get started on today, I just wanted to remind you to please leave a rating and review on the podcast app or the iTunes app if you are using an iPhone. It really helps spread the word and it helps other people find this podcast a lot easier the more good ratings and reviews we have. So if you're a fan, please, please, please take a minute and just do that. It would be so helpful. Thank you. Hi, I'm Shelby Schlang-Berrigan, and this is Living Over Losing, unfiltered and unrestrained. Hi, and welcome back to Living Over Losing with Shelby. Today, I'm really excited to have Maggie Bushy on the show. She is from Sarasota, well, not from Sarasota, but she's in Sarasota now, and she's a yoga teacher there at the Yoga Shack. Um, And something that I think is really cool about Maggie is I go to her yoga class and she's just so calming. I think your voice is so calming and like I feel so zen when I'm around you. So welcome to the show, Maggie. I hope you make everyone else feel zen. (laughs) Oh my gosh, thank you. I just like, I don't even, that's so surprising to hear. So that's cool. Really? I feel like your voice is perfect for it. Oh my gosh. I have always not really loved my voice. So that's, it's interesting to hear. Yeah, I think it's so calm. But anyways, (laughs) so let's get into the first thing is how, um, like, how did you get, because I know you're kind of a new yoga teacher and so your journey was kind of interesting. Um, If you want to like take us along there, you can go back as far as you want with, you know, with whatever you want, but just kind of take us like a little bit to how you got to be to this place. Well, I will take you back to first ever starting a yoga practice myself. Um, And that was when I had first moved to Miami when I was like 18. Um, And it was a totally random occurrence. I just happened to be walking by one of the public beaches and they were doing a public yoga class and then turns out they do it every single night at sunset they're free it's just donation based so my friend and I just popped in and did it um and I wouldn't say that it instantly clicked for me but I did definitely feel different when I was done like as I was walking home I remember feeling super calm mm-hmm. um, I knew I loved it but I it took me a while to really connect spiritually to it to really let myself get to that place of just surrendering and um, not thinking so much, not trying too hard to be, you know, what I thought was a good yoga doer. Um, So that was a journey. And that is something that, you know, even now I still um, am, you know, every day working towards that place of giving myself the permission to really release when I am practicing, when I am teaching, Um, but just as far as becoming a teacher, that's something that was not intended. Um, it just kind of, and it sounds really silly and cliche, but it really did just happen. Mm -hmm. Um, I did my 200 hour teacher training with the yoga shack, their first one that they ever did. And going into it, I was not in a good place, um, mentally, physically. Um, and just allowing myself to experience everything I was feeling rather than trying to push it back. It's kind of where this whole journey started for me. Um, And it's still something I'm very unaware of. If anybody tells me that I am calming or that they enjoyed my class or anything like that, it's, it's always a surprise to me Um, because yeah, it's still something that I am constantly just working on. Yeah, I think I think your voice is super calming. Um, when I went to your class, I was so interested. And also something that's kind of interesting about us, for anyone that's yeah. listening, is that we, like, I've seen, I've probably seen you for the past three years. Yeah. Yeah, just, like, in the gym, like, grinding it, going hard for right. whatever reason. Um, and we actually had a lot more in common than we knew at the time. Totally. So it's so interesting how you like you just don't know anything about people when you, you don't. see them you totally don't and that's the thing is like i was telling my boyfriend after we had hung out that like we were going through something so insanely similar but we had no idea um, right and of course my situation it was more obvious just like physically how i was looking 
But still, you never know mentally, like, what people are battling, what's going on inside their head, um, you know, and what their struggles are. So it was just, that is, it opens your eyes that, you know, everybody is dealing with something no matter what you think they are, their life looks perfect. You just, you don't know. Right, exactly. There's, I mean, there's, there's no such thing as a perfect life. I've come to, I've come <laughs> to realize that, that, that that's not, that doesn't exist. So yeah, that's what, I mean, you can spend like hours talking about that in social media and all of totally. that, but um, yeah, it's definitely a good lesson to take just to not look at things as how they seem because I don't think that's, I mean, it's usually not right. <laughs> right. It's deceiving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So did you also, I want to, I want to go back to the yoga. So did you, um, when you started when you were 18 and now Mm -hmm. you're teaching and you went through your teacher training in October, right? Yeah. It started the end of August and it was like an eight week thing. And we ended around like right before Thanksgiving. Um, so it was, it was a cool experience that I, you hear about it from people and I'm probably one of these people now who is like, Oh my gosh, you should do it. It's the best thing ever. It's going to change your life. And I got that from people and I was like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Sure. Like I'm sure it's this transformative thing, but it really is. You just, if you allow it to be, and if you let yourself experience it, um, it can work in ways that you just, you never would have imagined. Cause if I pictured my life, if I was in the place I was in last year and then jumped a year ahead, I would never believe that my reality would be what it really is. And I credit a lot of that to my teacher training, going to yoga through the yoga shack. Um, and just the mentors that I have through there. They're all incredible. Um, so I almost feel like I, this is all because of them. Um, so that's pretty, pretty wild. Yeah. Did you continue doing, were you doing yoga from 18 to now? Like, did you continue doing it consistently? Or not, was- not consistently. Um, I was always really into just being active and there was a part of me that felt like, I guess just comfortable in my routine of working out three times a week. So having a personal trainer, um, not training for anything other than feeling like it was something that I did, you know, just wanting to look a certain way. Right. So that is what I actually did more consistently for a chunk of that time. Um, and I always would come back to yoga, but I didn't look at that as like, that wasn't my workout. That was something, I don't know what I even, you know, put, I don't know what category that was put into, but it definitely for me wasn't um, like a workout and that was what I was seeking more of. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I can relate to that too. Cause I think, I mean, when I was exercising and doing every single type of exercise, I wouldn't consider yoga an exercise either. Yeah. I'd be like, Oh, rest day yoga. And, <laughs> and now I had to like change my mindset because I think, like that's not even the point of going to yoga, you know, right. like, it's, and I, I, I just didn't understand that. I think I was more like, well, I need to be flexible because that's good for me. So I'm going to yoga. Yeah. Like um, it was just stretching and it was just something that was more, like you said, like a rest. Um, it's, yeah. It's crazy how much it changed though. Like when I started getting into a better place of mind, like how much it actually, that's not the case anymore. You know, I don't feel oh, like yeah, absolutely. So I'm interested though about teacher training because obviously Mm -hmm. I'm not a teacher. I've never done it. Mm -hmm. What is, I've heard like all the amazing stories and I feel, I honestly feel like everyone I know for for the most part, that's a yoga teacher is like an amazing human being. So I'm just like really wondering what does like, what is the difference between like, how is it so life changing? How long is it? Well, I did 200 hours. So we met and they're all different, but mine was meeting every single weekend, um, starting Friday night for like three hours. And then Saturday and Sunday, we would be there for like six hours, six and a half hours. Uh-huh. Um, and every single weekend, you know, we would build on, you know, each weekend, but it wasn't the same thing all the time. And it basically started, just the history, the philosophy of yoga, the type of yoga that I 
was trained in, which is vinyasa or um, tantric. Um, basically, it's it's not classical yoga. It's the more free-flowing, um, open-minded, not-so-by-the-book yoga. So basically, tantric believes that we were all born into this world, you know, perfect just the way that we are. We don't need to change. And then as you grow up and you go through your life, you start to become hard on yourself because the world puts all these ideas in your head and you feel like you need to change and become something else. So basically, tantric is just there to remind you that you were perfect just the way that you came in and you don't need to work your whole life to become better. Um, and so I think for me, even realizing that the first, the first weekend there, I was like, okay, so I'm okay. (laughs) I don't need to be freaking out so much about, you know, my body, what I look like, you know, how my clothes fit. Because at the end of the day, it's the silliest thing in the world. If you have the awareness to really take a step back and look at what you're focusing on. So for me, it changed the game right away. Really? That's, that's amazing. So it sounds like obviously the teacher training is not so much just like these are the poses. Right. <laughs> this is what you do. It's more oh, like yeah. this is the idea of yoga and what yoga is actually supposed to do. And I think it's interesting too, because I know you mentioned to me before that you almost didn't do it. Like you I were, almost didn't. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's so amazing that you did and, and like came out of it feeling better. I mean, do you think, would you say that that was probably like the most thing, like the thing that helped you the most? Oh my gosh. I mean, absolutely. And this is going to sound super dramatic, but it really did. I think it did save me in a way because had I not done it and I continued on that path of restricting what I was eating, worrying constantly about what I was eating, how much I was eating and letting myself continuously back myself into a corner. I mean, I don't know what I would be doing right now. Right. I definitely like, would have been sitting here talking to you. I know. So. Me neither. Neither would I. Yeah. I, <laughs> I know. It's, it's, I mean, I feel like there's only so much that your body can take before you yeah. kind of have to be like, okay, something has to change or, you know, I mean, there, you can't, because I, I can relate to that too. And there's mm-hmm. just, I mean, it's just not realistic. Like there's just not, you can't do that for forever. So it, but it's really, really hard. And I think too, that it's interesting that we were both kind of going through similar things at the same time, because we literally, I saw you three times a week because I went to the gym, the times that you went to the gym Mm -hmm. and we were doing whatever. And I just didn't know, but it's like, we, I, I at least was so isolated during that time. Yeah. Like I didn't do anything besides that. Like I went to the gym and saw people and those were the only people I saw besides Adam. (laughs) Me too. Yeah, for sure. And that was like my thing that I did. I was like, okay, I did that today. Um, and then I was like by myself. Right. And it's so, it's like, I'm thinking about it now. And I just, I guess being on the other side of it now for, for however long it's been, I just mm-hmm. think that now looking back on it, I, I see it so differently because I don't know how I thought that that was supposed to be like my life purpose was to go to the gym. And because I, I've, I've like had a similar thing too, where I would go and I had to do it, you know, like, so that's why yeah. I went in the mornings because I like couldn't wait until later. It would just stress me out. So I would yeah. go yeah. in the morning and then I would do really not do anything. Like I would work, but I wouldn't go anywhere. I wouldn't do anything else half because I was exhausted. Yeah. And the other half was just like, I didn't have any space for anything else in my life. And at that time I, I knew something was wrong. Like I wasn't mm-hmm. happy. Right, right. But I didn't know, I wouldn't have said that it was because of that, you know? So it's just like so hard to come out of that. It's so hard to see things when you're the one in them. Yeah, for sure. And like, you're the last one to know, basically. Like everyone around you, at least for me, they knew something was going on. They were, um, I get, I don't know if hesitant's the word, but they were yeah, I mean, I guess it is hesitant. They didn't know how to approach it, how to tell me, how to ask me if I was okay without having me feel like I was being attacked. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is, when you look back, I mean, it just, it blows my mind because that's no way, 
it's no way to be and no way to live your life. And even just thinking about the question you asked about teacher training and yeah, it's not just the poses. That's a big part of it. Absolutely. Just, you know, having the knowledge of how, knowing how to guide people through a class. But what also helped me was realizing bodies are and what they're capable of what they're meant to do especially as women um so yeah I mean to think that a year ago that's what was going on is just it's wild it is wild and it's sad and it's just yeah I like I, I think about it all the time because I'm like why does this happen and I think I'm like well half I think it's because of our society and I think social media and all that stuff kind of like we were saying earlier creates like a false perfection totally yeah. but I also think too that like and I didn't think this. I was the number one advocate of not thinking this when I started recovering. I was, people were like, okay, you know, there has to be, I would listen to podcasts. I would read books and every single time and everyone I listened to would say, it's not about the food. Like there's something else that you're, you're mm-hmm. like, you're replacing, you know what I mean? And I was yeah. like, no, it is about the food. Like <laughs> I, yeah. I don't care about anything else. Like there's nothing wrong with me, whatever. And it's crazy that I feel like that's just not true. Like, it, I mean, it's obviously about the food and you're so focused on your body for you want it to look a certain way. Mm-hmm. So of course it is about food. But I mean, do you think that, like, do you feel that way that there's like, it's kind of like a coping mechanism, like maybe a sign that something else is wrong? Well, for me, I remember, and this was probably last July, like end of July, is when my boyfriend approached what was going on to me where he was like finally like okay you have an eating disorder there's something going on like he was to the point where he was like I can't hold this in anymore I can't not talk about it and he was like why is this happening you know like what is going on what is it about your body and he tried to get me to understand so much that you know I could look any kind of way and he wouldn't care and like I just needed to have confidence and you know, all this stuff that seems super simple. And he thought, oh, you know, like just all you have to do is eat, just eat. And I realized for me personally is that it was a control thing. Like there were things in my life that felt so out of control in a sense of like I couldn't control them and make them better. But I knew that I had control over what I was putting into my body, how I was exercising how I was, you know, just like I was choosing and had control over what I was doing over myself. And for me, that was a huge part of it. I didn't want to release any of that control. I didn't want to release my routine. I wanted things a certain way. And if they weren't that way, I was an anxious like mess because my whole world was being like spun inside out. Um, So for me, totally, yeah, it was just a control thing. Yeah, I think that's really, like, really, really common, too. And that's what it was hard for me to see. And like we said before, it's really hard to see when you're in the situation. But it was hard for me to, to see that it could be something like that. Or for me, it was kind of more like anxiety. And Mm -hmm. for sure, like, I felt like I didn't have I couldn't like, pinpoint my purpose, which sounds like really weird, but that's what I thought. No, I know exactly what you mean. And so I was like, well, this is my purpose, like working yeah. out. Yep. <laughs> it's like, no, not really. <laughs> but, but I think it's, it's interesting because, and I, I remember too, we had this conversation, we talked about this before, and you said that your boyfriend actually said something to you like, you know, when you look back on photos, you're going to think about like, oh, that time was amazing. Like I had an amazing time. Mm-hmm. I have memories from that time. Not like, oh yeah, I remember what I looked like that day. I remember what my body looked like that day. Like, that's not what, it's so hard though, because you think that's all that matters in life at that time. And it's so hard to like break that. It's crazy too, because it's like, why am I even like, what's making me feel that way? It's not, you know, my family. It's not my boyfriend. It's not my dog. Nobody's telling me you have to be this way, look this way. Like, I was the one in my mind convincing myself of just something so irrational. Um, But yeah, totally. He was like, you're not going to be worrying about what, you know, your stomach looks like underneath your shirt in that photo. You're going to be remembering like the day that you had or, you know, whatever it may be. 
Yeah. And I think it's so like, you hear this all the time too. And I think I just, I don't know if it's because I've gotten older or because I went through this, but I just used to not think it was true. But I like, if you're not confident in yourself, like there's literally nothing that like you're, you can't do anything if you're not confident in yourself, you can't do anything to your full potential. I really believe that because if you're constantly focused on what's quote unquote wrong with you or what you think is wrong with you or what everyone else has that you think you don't have, like Mm -hmm. there's no way that you can be the best version of yourself in that space. Mm -hmm. No, you're totally right. And something that Sean has always said to me is that, and it's confusing, but it makes sense. He says that me being happy makes him happy. And I always said, and this is, this is where it gets confusing. I always told him that him being happy makes me happy. But what he was trying to tell me all along is that if I, like Maggie, am not making myself happy, then there's no way I can make people around me feel good. If I'm not, mm-hmm. you know, doing something for myself, if I'm just giving, you know, I'm going to get depleted. I'm, I need to fill myself up too, do things that make me happy, not just worry about those around me. Um, and for a while, you know, I was just trying to do like my purpose. I didn't know what it was, especially a year ago, going through an eating disorder, not knowing, you know, what I was here to do. Like, what, you know, what am I good at? What do I like? I don't like anything. I'm not confident. I'm just didn't believe in myself. Um, and my only focus was, taking care of him, taking care of the dog. And that's not my purpose to make everybody else's life super cushy and amazing when mine is falling way below what it should be. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just back to the teacher training, starting that, I had no goal of teaching yoga. I was like, you know what? I'm going to try this first weekend out, see if I even want to continue this because I was so self-conscious. I was like, everybody is going to see physically what I look like in this whole program. Not even that it's a program, but like this whole thing is about your body. Like it's about yoga and doing poses and feeling into your body in this moment and feeling your breath and laying on the floor and Shavasana was painful for me because you know, my tailbone was so bony. So it was hard for me through most of the teacher training to feel comfortable in my own skin because physically just, I felt, um, like it was obvious, like people knew. And finally I was like, you know what, I'm going to say something because they encouraged us to share. And that's where so much growth happened for me is when I just let the cat out of the bag. We had this one night where we did like a pillow talk kind of thing. And because every single Friday we would have a centering and a clearing, which is basically if something crappy happened in your day, you let it out, you express it, and then you say one thing you're going to do to be present while you're here. And one of the teachers who was running the teacher training, she knew my whole situation. And that's why I almost didn't do the teacher training. Um, because I just felt like there was no point, no hope. And so since she knew what was going on, she encouraged me to share it and just, and once I did that and I expected nothing from that, I just wanted to get it out for my own, like just for myself. Um, but the reactions that I got, the support and the love, and I mean, from everybody, like it blew my mind. Um, people telling me like I was so strong and like, I was like, are you guys serious? Like I'm an idiot. Like who would do this to themselves? But they, it was just, and also to know that, you know, I'm not alone because for a long time I felt like, you know, there was nobody that I knew that had gone through this or was going through this. So it was really difficult to feel like there was, you know, another side of it. Right. I think you, so there's a lot of things there that you just said that I think are so good. Like, I mean, so it sounds like you were almost like self-conscious because you, Mm -hmm. you didn't want to be like, you didn't want people to look at you as having a problem or something when you were going through the training or, you know what I mean? Just, you didn't want to be pinpointed out like that. Yeah. Um, I almost felt like I wanted to hide. Um, 
because I felt so uncomfortable in my own skin. And I was frustrated because I was like, well, you've done this to yourself. You know, you look this way because of how you've been treating your body, yet you're uncomfortable. So I was like, Maggie, what do you want? Like, you've done this, you know? Um, And I knew that getting back to a healthy place physically was not going to be easy. But I knew that once I shared that I would feel better. It's like there was an elephant in the room and I just wanted to like clear the air. Right. So do you think saying it out loud was kind of like, do you think that you had admitted it to yourself before that? Or do you think that saying it out loud was kind of admitting it to everyone and yourself to like, all right, I'm, I'm going to change. Like something's going to change. You know, was it like that kind of moment or? Already admitted to myself, like I have a problem. Um, cause I'd already talked to Sean and my mom about it, my sister. And even though I knew I did, it didn't mean that it changed. Mm-hmm. So maybe little things here and there, but there was still so much anxiety, so much fear just related to eating different things or eating more or, you know, doing things differently. That was a huge thing for me. Um, not being like so crazy about doing the same things all the time mm-hmm. and just really not control. So once I kind of shared it with everybody, I almost felt like, okay, now this whole room of people know, and they're going to hold me responsible. You know, like I'm getting to know these humans so well. And like some of these people are going to be in my life for the rest of my life. I can just feel that. And I know that they're going to hold me responsible to begin to treat myself with so much more kindness. Um, And also with, with kindness, something that I learned early on in my teacher training is that there are eight limbs of yoga and right away we jumped into getting to be more familiar with the first limb and that is the yamas and the niyamas and one of them is ahimsa and it is basically non-violence non-harming and having compassion and that could mean anything to you so i first looked at it as whoa i'm harming myself i've been harming myself like with my thoughts with what i've been physically doing to my body not eating enough and working out like I'm training for something absurd, but I'm not training for anything. So right away I was like, whoa, my eyes were just open to how unkind I was treating myself. Um, And then once sharing with everybody, that just made me feel, it just made me feel better. Um, And I knew that no matter what happened, that everything was going to be okay. I was going to be okay. And, you know, I would rather have happiness than a super, like, flat stomach and feel miserable. Like, I could take a little extra cushion, and I don't even think I have cushion, but that's how jaded the mind can be. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's just one day I kind of decided, like, why am I doing this? Like, this doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. Right. And I think too, it sounds like it was almost helpful to tell everyone because it, like you said, it was kind of like they held you not, I'm sure they physically weren't like, Maggie, you're holding you accountable, but, but it kind of is like, okay, I have to not only do this for myself now, but I'm doing this for other people. And I can't, I like, I can't let them down either. Yeah. Like they're sitting there telling me I'm strong and I'm brave and all of this stuff. And I'm like, um, are you guys okay? (laughs) this is really like well no I think I think it's really like it's so it takes so much strength to actually admit it I take I mean to just want to change any huge part of your life is is a huge it's scary you know you don't want to change anything and you can relate that to any part of life but I I mean like we've talked before just those when you're starting to introduce things back it's really scary because you don't it it feels like the end of the world like when you're about to eat something that you haven't had in a year yeah it's it's like the end of the world because everything that we've convinced ourselves you know and it's like I was scared to eat a freaking banana like what yeah who's afraid to like eat a banana or have a sweet potato um but that is those are things that I convinced myself. 
Right. And it's so, it's so interesting to me how the brain can do that. Like how we can convince ourselves of anything really. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it's just, it's insane. And so I wonder like, do you think yoga helps with that too? Like just cause the mind is so interesting to me and it's just so powerful. Do you think that yoga, like it's supposed to help the body and the mind like connect? Cause I think for people that don't even have eating disorders or any kind of eating issues, I think that their mind and body can be disconnected. Like oh, that sure. is so common. So like, I mean, of course you think that yoga helps connect the mind and body, but yeah. do, I mean, I guess I'm trying to say like, how do you, I mean, how does it help? Like, <laughs> like how does it happen? It's just, it's, I think for first you have to be in the right state of mind to, you have to accept it. If, if, you know, I'm just saying this from my experience, like I had to accept that this is what I'm doing. I'm not doing this as a workout. I'm not doing this. Okay. Yeah. I know it's good for me. And I know this might be exercise and I'm moving my body, but I'm doing this because I want to feel good. Not because I hate my body. Yeah. Yes. I know. I was actually this, I'll tie this in. I was having a conversation with somebody the other day who had come to a yoga class and just seeing a lot of people um, and you, you hear all different kinds of stories and some people work out a ton and they do yoga for exactly how you said before, like, Oh, it's like a rest. Um, But for many people, it's an exercise and choosing how you want to really show up for that yoga class. Like, do you really want to do this to the fullest of your potential or are you just like kind of hanging out? Um, and talking to this person just about working out and exercise, they basically put it as if you tell yourself you're going to work out, it has a negative connotation to it. But if you're saying you're going to go exercise, you're doing something good for yourself, you're exercising, you know, it could be anything if you're working on something, but having it tie in with your mind and your body that's like an exercise for me in itself is trying to calm my thoughts and connect, just allow the breath to just connect into everything that you're doing. And like when you first start yoga, maybe that happens for you instantly. For me, it totally didn't. It took me a long time to be able to inhale when I was supposed to and breathe out when I was supposed to. Um, and now it's something that I do. I don't even realize it. Mm. There's like a video, if I'm filming something, I'll hear it. And I'm like, Whoa, I'm like really linking my breath with my movement. And that's something I tell people all the time. Um, but like, I'll go into a yoga class sometimes super stressed out or like it took me forever to get there and I'm frustrated. And then once I get there, I'm on my mat, I'm in that space, or maybe it's in my house and I'm just taking some time to do something alone. Um, I just allow myself to be right there. And that's something that I didn't used to let myself do. And it sounds way easier said than done, but if you just give yourself the permission to stop trying to figure all the questions out in your head. You don't need to know the answers. If you just give yourself the space that you deserve to take a couple breaths in, you won't even realize at first that you're calming your mind down. Mm. Um, yeah, I think I, like, I think that was the first, I, I really believe that that's the first step of anything really, but especially from recovering from eating issues or body image or whatever it may be it's you need to be aware of what's going on and because I like we said we kind of already said this you're not really aware of what's happening when it's happening to you yes. so the moment that you become aware of what is actually what are you actually feeling what is actually happening and yoga helps with that even if you don't like you don't even have to go in and be like, yes, I'm going for it. Like, yeah, I'm going to fix all my problems today. It just, and that doesn't happen. I think, and I think I was frustrated with that. Cause I was like, why is yoga not helping me? I thought yoga was supposed to do everything for me. Yeah. And it doesn't, it doesn't work like that. Like, it's not like you go to one yoga class and you're like, I'm healed. You, yeah, go, to no. one, you go to one <laughs> yoga class and it's like, Oh, okay. I kind of thought about this today, which I haven't thought about before. And then that thought stays in your head and then it just grows and grows. You know what I mean? It helps like become aware. 
Oh, it's, it really does. I mean, if you let yourself, and that's the biggest part of it, like you have the control to choose, you know, what do you want to think about? What do you want to fill your mind with? Are you okay just like letting things be and not trying so hard to know everything right now, fix everything, like not thinking too far ahead and not thinking too far behind you and just taking it like one moment at a time is so it's so important and it's also so hard and i'm going to bring the word exercise back in but like you have to exercise these things you can't do it one time and be like oh i meditated once like i'm i'm good like i'm never going to worry again i'm never going to have anxiety again like born like calm as a cucumber they <laughs> have to meditate because they had like I'm an anxious soul. I've always been, I like say, I think I was born into this world anxious and I meditate for that reason. I don't meditate because I've always done it. I don't do it because it's easy. I don't do it as much as I need to do it or want to do it. Um, but if you think about people who are super calm and they meditate or maybe yoga teachers that you look up to or writers that you look up to who write like, you know, self-help books, spiritual books, anything like that. Like most of the time, those people have been through pretty intense stuff and they found this path in life that helped them. And now they want to help other people because it's hard to see when you're in something, when you're struggling so hard that there's a way out and that there's like a light on the other side. Um, oh, I definitely agree. I think that these types of, I mean, as much as it sucks, I feel like it happens almost for a reason, which sounds really yeah. cliche, but I think it does. And no, it does. It like does. it's terrible, but what comes out of it is amazing. And I like I know for myself, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be here in this place right now if that had never happened to me. Absolutely. And it's the same thing with meditating. And you said like people writing self help books and stuff. It's not like they just woke up one day and were like, I got it all under control. Like yeah. <laughs> they just never had any problems. They've been meditating since they were like a day old. Like that's right. not the case, but it's so it's, that's inspiring though, because it's like how much growth can come out of terrible things. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's like, another thing is fear. Like people and I was one of them and I still am afraid of, of certain things, but like I was terrified to start teacher training and like trying to think back as to why I was so scared. It's a little bit blurry, but I can still like I can picture myself being so afraid and like so fragile, like physically and mentally. And I mean, talking to one of the girls who like, I now will totally call her a mentor and a friend because she helped me in ways that like, I feel like I'm forever indebted to her. But she said something to me about, and she made me think, she never told me what I should do. But she spoke to me in a way that got my mind kind of, she got the wheels turning. And I said something about how I don't like things that feel uncomfortable or things that are not in my comfort zone. And she kind of opened my eyes to that my comfort zone wasn't comfortable. Like I wanted to get out of it. I wanted to try teacher training and explore, you know, parts of myself, different parts of yoga and that in order to do that, like it wasn't going to feel super good because the unknown for me was so scary. Um, so staying in comfort zones, at least for me, is like it was not the way to go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that's so easier said than done too. Because I think even I used to think like I'm breaking out of my comfort zone because I'm doing this really hard workout. Yeah, but you yeah. know what I mean? It, like it was kind of twisted, my, my, the way that I perceived my comfort zone was definitely altered. Um, but and we talked about this before too. I think it's interesting because you can kind of take those lessons that you learned through all this and you can really apply it to anything. Like we were talking the other day about something totally unrelated to eating issues, eating disorders. And it's like, this is really scary. This is a big change, but I kind of, sometimes I go back and I make like these really simple analogies and I mm -hmm. think about it like this. I'm like, well, okay, last year, two years ago or whatever, I was terrified of eating what like this food. I was mm -hmm. absolutely terrified, thought I was going to just like spontaneously combust or like 
I don't know what I thought was going to happen, but I knew it was going to be the end of the world. It was going to be terrible. And I did not want to do that. But then when I did it and nothing happened, that was terrible. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, well that becomes normal. You can apply like that to anything. Cause it's yeah. the, obviously, and everyone that writes the self-help books and yoga teachers and like, nobody's nobody, life isn't perfect. Like you're not mm -hmm. going to have a perfect life. That's just, it doesn't happen. So yeah. there's, I mean, you're going to get through one thing and then something else might come up and then you got to get through that. And then something else might come up and you got to get through that. But it's interesting, like the lessons that you learn through recovery, I think. It is. And like a big thing also is learning to ask myself the why behind like, why am I feeling this way? Why am I doing what I'm doing right now? Do I want to do it? Am I used to doing it? You know, like... Am, do I, am I telling myself I have to do it? And that could be with anything. So just kind of like being super aware of why you're choosing to do things, how you're choosing to live your life. Like, are you being totally fulfilled or, or could it be more, you know, and how can you do things to alter your path? Like in the, in the best way for you. Um, and just to be as loving to yourself as you can Mm -hmm. So yeah. do you believe, I mean, are you like a big proponent of listening to your intuition and like, you know what I'm like, I feel like so much of us that kind of goes under the radar. It's like, we yeah. know, sometimes we know, and this happens to me all the time. Yeah. Like I know when something's wrong or I know yeah. when something's right. And I just convince myself like otherwise. And I think that's so common. Um, oh yeah, for sure. But it's like crazy to me. And that's so interesting to me too. It's like, how do we, like, where does this knowledge and this wiseness come from? Like, how do we, how our body's trying to tell us something and we're just not listening. I know. And that's where, you know, in the past I've heard people say like everything that you're seeking or everything that, you know, you want for yourself is already inside of you. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, then how come I don't know what I want to do or what my purpose is? But like, exactly like you just said, sometimes being intuitive and you, you have like these little like flashes of things that you're like, wait, no, 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 that's never going to happen. Like, that's not possible for me. Mm -hmm. And then like one day, if you let it, you know, maybe you will get to that place. Maybe it will happen. Um, yeah, it sounds so crazy. Like sometimes I'm like, I sound crazy because this is so not accepted. Like, oh, this, is, no, yeah. this is not an accepted like perception of reality in, at least in our country. It's like, you know, no one's like, listen to your, I mean, people do say that, but they but really people think they're like, crazy. Yeah. And people think <laughs> you're crazy. Like they're like, yeah. are, what is wrong with you? Are you, do you like, do you think that, you know, whatever, like you're living on this other planet Yeah. But in other cultures, like that's so important. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's, it's crazy how things can be so different all over the world. And just, I, I don't know why there's just so much about it. I think, <laughs> I think it's so interesting. And, and I just want, like, I just want to learn more about that because, and I don't even know how you learn about it. I guess you just gotta, you just have to trust yourself, which is really hard in it's every so area. Hard. Oh my gosh. It's so hard because I mean, just like, I mean, it's the unknown too. Cause you just don't know. I mean, you don't know what tomorrow's going to bring or like where you're going to be a month from now. Um, it's, it is hard. Right. But, and that's yeah, where you kind of come back to like the comfort zone. You know, you think that you're comfortable in your comfort zone, but are you really comfortable in your comfort zone? Yeah. And that's something that one of the girls asked me, um, her name's Rebecca Mars and I owe so much to her. Um, she like pushed me and made me feel like I was capable of doing the teacher training and at least trying it out, see how I feel. Um, and if it wasn't for her mentioning something about like, are you really comfortable right now in your comfort zone or are you, is like your higher self trying to nudge you in a direction that's going to allow you to grow, even though you're afraid. Um, mm -hmm. And I just decided I think initially I felt like I was trusting her, but really I think I was starting to trust myself slowly that, you know, something was going to come of this for me. Yeah, that's, it sounds like it. It sounds like 
I mean, that was the best scenario for you, I think, in that time. Oh, yeah, for it's sure. The best thing that could have happened. Um, it's just, it's just like, it's just so crazy how we just never, I feel like these things aren't ever talked about, you know, like not enough. They're not. And like people don't have, and I get it. You know, if you haven't gone through it, it's, it's hard to connect to. It's hard to understand it. Um, but more people deal with it than a lot of people realize. But yeah, well, I mean, kind of like a taboo thing that people just don't want to talk about. Well, I think too, it's because, and I think it's a really, it's a very, not very well understood area. Like eating disorders are not very well understood. And I, and because even me, like I went through it and I think that I was like, I don't have an eating disorder because I, I don't weigh this amount of pounds or whatever. And that's what the doctors say too. And that's what, like, that's what we learn about them. And so it's, but that's not the case at all. Like it can take shape sizes. Like you said, you didn't know that I was struggling at all. You had no idea. Like I didn't look like it at all, but I was. And so that was so frustrating for me because when I tried to get help, people were like, what are you talking about? You're fine. And I was like, I'm not fine. (laughs) Yeah, no, I told, and people, and that is, and it's so hard because just because you didn't look a certain way, people weren't taking you seriously and thought that, oh, you know, she's just like, being dramatic or she's worrying too much, but it's true. It can happen no matter what you look like. It's what, you know, your brain starts to. Right. And it can be totally detrimental. It can be totally detrimental too, no matter how, what your weight is. Like it can have terrible effects on your body, even if you're quote unquote, a normal weight, you know? Yeah, it totally can. So that's something that I really hope that starts to change. I just think it's like not very well understood. And it's a hard thing to understand. So I don't blame anyone. <laughs> I think it's a hard thing to understand. There's a hard, like a hard way to draw a line of, is this a problem? Is this not a problem? Yeah. But definitely. And it's so funny too, because I used to be one of the people that was in the fitness industry that was pushing like dieting. And I would always be researching the new diets. I'd be researching all of this stuff, but really I think that just adds to the problem because it becomes mainstream that it's that's something that is okay to focus on and that's what you should care about. And it's the same, like I go to parties now, I go to work, I go to wherever, and I always hear people of all ages talking about, I'm on this, like I'm on this diet, oh, I did this this weekend, that was so bad. Mm-hmm. And so if you're constantly hearing that over and over and over, and you're someone that's yeah. already anxious, already sensitive, because I yeah. was anxious too. Like, I'm an a really anxious person. <laughs> so if you're already anxious, you're already sensitive, you're already a perfectionist, like, you can't grow up hearing those things and, and not think, you know, not think that you are wrong yeah. for the way that your body is. It's just, like, set up to fail. I, you're t- it's, it's crazy because I was at – dinner the other night and it was something for my boyfriend's work. So I go in there expecting they're going to have all kinds of stuff that I probably will not eat. Just the fact that I am a vegan and I expect it now and I prepare myself ahead of time. So I make sure I'm not starving when I go, but thankfully they had a bunch of salad and I was like, Oh, you know, I ate pretty good before this. I'm going to just get a bunch of salad. And the girl sitting next to me was like, Oh my gosh, you're so good. And a year ago, I, that would have been the biggest compliment ever to me. I would have been like, yes, I am. I'm only eating salad. Like, look at me go. But the other night I was like bummed out. Like I wish that they had more options for people that didn't eat meat or dairy or, you know, stuff like that. Um, but that's such a good point because I see that too now. And like, it's so, it's just such a complicated thing. Cause I like before too, people would be like, Oh, look at you. You only go to the salad bar. You only do this. You don't eat these things. Like, I wish I had your determination. And I used yeah. to be like, yeah, I rock. Or like, <laughs> Oh, you go to the gym this many times a week. Like, I wish I could do that. That's so amazing. And I would be like, take that as a huge compliment. Oh yeah. But now when people say stuff like that to me, I'm like, I kind of almost, I kind of almost get mad. 
Like, yeah, I, I don't get mad at them because they don't know. Like, it's, right. you know, but I'm like, wait, what, what? Like you, you just told me that you wish that, you know what I mean? Like you, you think I'm a great person because I'm eating a salad right now. Like, why like, does that even matter? Yeah. Like, what does that have to do with anything? Like, you don't know, <laughs> like you're going to attribute that to being, it's just, it blows my mind. And now it's so different when I, when people say stuff like that, you know, they'll be like, Oh, that, if you're so, cause sometimes I want to eat a salad or sometimes I want right. to eat a hamburger. Like it doesn't, it just depends on the day, depends on what's going on. And yeah, like when people say stuff like that now, I'm like, mm. <laughs> I know, yeah. but it's a good thing that we feel that way now because it's better than feeling like, oh my gosh, that's like the best thing they've ever said. Like they could have ever said to me. Um, because I mean, now you just, just allowing yourself to be intuitive about what you're putting into your body rather than like what you feel like you have to, or what you always do. And then like just being an anxious person about it. Right. It's just, Oh, there's so much. And it's just so much judgment around everything about food and about body size and about just everything. And now I I think I'm just way more sensitive to that stuff now. Like I just notice it and not just about me, but about other people too. Oh, me too. And I mean like any type of, like any type of remarks, you know, it could be something that looked at as being bad or it could be something as looked at like someone looking at me and saying, Oh, I wish I could eat that. That's so great. Like you're doing that. You're so great. And I'm like, any of that stuff just makes me want to like, jump off a cliff because I'm like, why do you, like, why are you even thinking that? You know? And, but I don't blame them. Cause right. I, like I was, <laughs> I was like having issues for sure doing all that. But I just, I, it just makes me mad that like, that's how we think. And I yeah. just like, no, <laughs> I like want to run up and eat like 10 pieces of pizza when someone says that to me and be like, what do you think? How about, how about now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's so crazy. It's, but I think it, like I say this every single podcast, I think, I think it is, and I don't know if this is my own like altered reality because I've immersed myself into like body positivity. I think it's getting better. At least there's like a group of people or a part of society that's like fighting against that. Yeah. I I mean, I agree. And like for you to even be doing something like this, like this brings awareness to it no matter how much, um, I mean, just compared to even like a couple years ago, people just starting to talk about it and just being open and authentic is, it's so helpful for people who are where we were a year ago, who couldn't even like look themselves in the mirror and say like, I'm not like living my life the way I should be in the sense of like being kind to myself and worrying about things that matter and just like living in like reality rather than this crazy thing that I've concocted in my brain. Um, Just having just more space in your mind to think about things that matter or maybe you don't even think at all maybe you're just like enjoying your day enjoying yourself like taking in the things around you and being present in what's actually happening right now right and I think it's so it's so common that people going through things like this think that nobody else is going through things like this like you said before yeah and I think like I definitely did I thought there was something wrong with me Like I was born this way. I'm genetically defected. Yeah. I have issues and everyone else around me is eating what I think to be normally, or they don't think about this, like what I'm just wrong. Like something's wrong with me. And that's, there's so many people that feel like that, that it's so good that now people are talking about it because it's like, I mean, that helped me so much listening to just listening to other people talk about it and say, yes, I went through this. And just being able to relate to what they're mm-hmm. saying was like, it kind of gave me like, I don't know, assurance that it was okay or that I wasn't like an alien. Yeah. Or, you know, like yeah. it was really, really helpful. And so I think, yeah, it's definitely good. And there's a lot of stuff on Instagram. If you like look through it, I know Instagram can be really harmful in a way, but it can also mm-hmm. be helpful. It's just what you surround yourself with. Totally. Um. Another thing that I will say helped me 
was the very end of my teacher training. We had a workshop and this man named Brian Kess came in and he did like a three hour workshop. I would say more than half of it was him talking to us. And then the other half was a yoga practice. And I brought a little notebook and a pen so I could write down things that I loved that he said, he's a really off the wall, like authentic guy. He has no filter. So you either love him or you don't. Um, but he makes sure that you jive with his style because like you wouldn't, if, if you didn't like vulgarity, you know, it wouldn't be a place for you. But he said some really amazing stuff because as much as he curses, as harsh as he is, he is super authentic and he speaks so much truth. And something he said was the greatest sickness that we could have as humans is to not think that we ourselves are beautiful. And that stuck with me. Like, I don't even need to read that on the piece of paper to remember it. I took that with me and I was just like, whoa, like he's right for me to look in the mirror and start to like tear myself down. Like that's not, that's not healthy. Um, no, and I can't, it's just said it like, like we said before, you just can't function like that in any area of life because you're just not, if you don't think that you're good enough, I mean, then who is, you know, he said, you know, he is a big believer and, you know, everybody is different. I understand, but that was the time I was in when, yes, I feel like I was starting to heal myself and it's, a journey it still is and there it was still very much near the beginning of it but I was still working out to probably to definitely to it with too much intenseness but I remember the day after that workshop I decided like I don't want to go to the gym mm-hmm. it's a slow process for sure and that's yeah. something that that's something that is totally normal and I definitely that was helpful for me to hear too, because it's, you can decide that you want to change, but to go from one extreme to the next in a couple of days is just not realistic. Like it's baby steps. Oh yeah. And I definitely had a freak out in my brain when I stopped going to the gym, I was filling myself up with negativity and fears and they were all irrational. Um, and now I kind of feel like I'm at a point where not going to be extreme and like go on strike against working out or anything, but I just do not feel the need myself right now. Like I don't feel like I'm in the place Mm -hmm. right now to do what I was doing. Like it almost gives me like flashbacks. It's yeah. It's almost like post-traumatic stress. I I totally, (laughs) I, I would rather go on a walk and do yoga and just like be really gentle with myself. And that's so important is to know what is good for you, what's triggering for you, what mm-hmm. like that's so to just be aware of that is is really, really important. And it helps so much. It does. It does. Okay. Well, that's a good <laughs> place to leave off. Good. <laughs> so I'm really I just love talking to you. So I knew oh. that you'd be so great <laughs> on the I, podcast. I feel like everyone you know, it's funny because I, like I said, I'd known you for three years, but I didn't really yeah. know you. I was like, right. hey, <laughs> like yeah. hey, I'm doing 500 burpees over here and what's up? <laughs> I'm dying. What's up? Yeah. And it's, but I didn't really know you. So it's just so crazy. Like how you, people can be so, I don't know. We just got to like talk to each other. <laughs> we just got to be more like connected. We for totally sure. Do. I know I did. I know I did. I was, like I said before, I was really isolated. So it's just so yeah. eye-opening when you start branching out, um, even little bits at a time. It totally is. So I just want to, before we go, I want to, for anyone listening that maybe wants to like get in contact with you or anything, what, where can they find you? Okay. Let's see. I have an Instagram Mm -hmm. and it is Maggie Yogini, M-A-G-G-I-E-Y-O-G-I-N-I. Mm-hmm. And then I have a Facebook, but I don't know if people really use that. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I <laughs> was all. using it. I was like hanging on to it. You know, I was hanging on to Facebook and now I yeah. feel like, I don't know. I just feel like no one is there. 
I know. I agree. And I've been kind of nudged by one of my mentors to like make a website or make like a Facebook page. But I still am like, does Maggie really like need that? I don't know. I ask myself like, do I even need, like, does that make sense? So I don't know. (laughs) Right. No, it is. It's yeah. There's so much, it's like so much, it feels like so much work, but it's, it shouldn't be. I know. Um, Yeah. And so you teach at, for anyone that is like local, you teach in Sarasota, right? I do. I teach at Sarasota at the yoga shack, all three of their locations. Um, and I'm there pretty much every day for right now. Um, cause I'm just subbing and filling in for people who are traveling, but typically I'm there every day except Wednesday and Friday at one of the spots. Yes. And I would definitely recommend it because I'm not even just kidding you. Like <laughs> Maggie's class is the best Especially oh too, because I feel like with your personal experiences being so close to my personal experiences, yeah, you the way that you the way that you run class and it's not like, you know, you're saying specific things, but it's just like everything you say. I'm like, yes. Like I remember the first time I went to your class, I was just like, all right. <laughs> oh my God. She, she gets it. Where I, I know what she's like. I know what she's saying. It's just, yeah, it's really, really, really helpful. And That's I know a lot of people so say special. that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Thank so you. you rock. Thank you so much. Oh awesome. my God. <laughs> I will post this. I'll post the like your Instagram in the um and the yoga shacks information in the show notes. Okay. And cool. my dog is starting to bark, so I'm gonna take her outside. Okay. But, <laughs> but it was so great to talk to you and thank you. Yes. Oh my gosh. So Thanks much. for having me. Sharing your story is so amazing, and I know it will be so helpful. So I really, really thank you. Well, oh, thank you so much. <laughs>